Hello friends, hello family, welcome to Divine Honey Podcast. I'm your host, your friend, Tamika Johnson. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. This show is about human experiences. This includes thought-provoking conversations, and most importantly, our Divine Honey guest sharing stories about love, life, journey, and purpose. If you're watching live or on the replay and you feel inspired, show some love in the chat, questions, engagement is welcomed all right guys this is my third solo talk this week I'm doing it on a Saturday I normally do it on Sunday because um I will be going to the Mercury game tomorrow here in Phoenix so it should be a good time hanging out with my friends before I head to Iowa to spend two weeks with my family so I'm also looking forward to that I kind of want to give a quick, quick update um, from last week because we talked about self-discipline and then before that we talked about procrastination. And I said where I was going to get more disciplined in was um, I was going to finish my book, my devotional (laughs) book. It was something I was supposed to read for 40 days. And obviously it took me longer than 40 days. But each day this week I read. So, and I was on top of my morning routine. I walked every morning, so that was my self-discipline. Now, the procrastination, you know sometimes when you know you should be doing something, you just don't feel like it. If you just did it, once you do it, it only took you like 10, 15 minutes. So that's what I'm learning about myself. Um, I got to just do it because once I do it, I was like, this could have been done and I could have been off doing something else, relaxing, hanging out with a friend, whatever. So... That's my update on procrastination and discipline, but I'm working on it. I did, I was very aware of like, wow, I could have had this done and it could have been out the way and I want to do better. I want to do better. So, but again, and then also I want to thank everyone who sent me like wonderful messages about the podcast. Um, I'm just going to keep improving and I'm just going to keep, keep it going. So anyways, today's um, topic is um, money scarcity. And the term, have you guys ever heard of the term scarcity mindset? It was coined by this author, Stephen Covey. A lot of people talk about this book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And there's, according to his definition of a scarcity mindset, there's two facets to that. It's the thought that wealth and opportunities are limited and the fear that there's never enough to go around. And a scarcity mindset has also been described as a belief of not enough money, few good jobs, um, and there's an obsession with lack. We focus on what we don't have or the lack of. And so I was thinking about, the reason why I like thought about this topic is I was just thinking about my personal relationship with money. And I'm, it start thinking about the pandemic. 
it would affect everyone differently. And I wonder what are the side effects that some people are going to have um, because of the pandemic. Because personally, I my money wasn't really affected. Um, I worked from home. I worked in an office, and I was able to keep my pay, and that's a blessing, and I'm very thankful for that. So financially, I was not affected. It actually helped me save money because I couldn't go out. And I had to buy groceries. I didn't eat out. Um, so I was blessed in that way. But there was a lot of people that lost their jobs. Um, there was a lot of scarcity. Like, there wasn't food. There's food deserts here in Arizona. So grocery stores weren't packed in certain areas. Um, toilet paper. I wonder if people are going to be traumatized by toilet paper. Because <laughs> there was none, you guys. There was none. And... That scarcity, right? Then we're coming out of the pandemic and all this talk about school, you know, eliminating our school debt, which, yes. And so if people had that burden lifted off of them, they would be able to afford more. Also, the rise of housing in Arizona, it, Arizona used to be like very affordable to live. That's why a lot of people moved here. Um, beautiful weather and the affordability. It's very expensive to live here. Um, housing, the rent was going up on everyone. Um, you can't really, what it was to buy a house three, four years ago isn't that anymore. It kind of feels like the goalpost has moved and I could, and that's very frustrating. That's kind of where I'm at now. If I was where I was at three years ago, where I'm at now, I felt like, wow, now I'm finally where I need to be and the goalpost has moved again. So we're all feeling it in different ways. And mind you, there's houselessness, homelessness here, everywhere. But um, for the people who live in Arizona, you see that uh, in the Phoenix area a lot here. So there's a lot of fear and there's a lot of people going through real life things. So it had me thinking about my relationship with money and where it comes from. I was going to kind of like do some research and, you know, five steps of how you overcome this mindset and thought process. And then I had a conversation with my brother today. And we were talking about just, I asked him about his relationship with money, but it kind of caught me talking about my relationship with money. So, and the root of it and why. Sometimes we have to know why in order to move forward. So I was talking about when I was younger, and this is just being transparent, no shade to my upbringing or my mom. At a point, I went and lived with my mom. And we were, honestly, we were evicted a lot. And so that always stuck with me. The one thing I knew you needed, and this is me being a teenager, you needed good credit and you needed money. And so I started working at a young age and I always just saved money. Um, I had a, I worked multiple jobs. So I started at 14. I worked two jobs in my 20s. I, for like 10 years, I worked two jobs. And all I wanted when I was in high school, I hadn't graduated yet, I just wanted 
a safe place. I just wanted, I just wanted to get a job, have a stable place to live, and a car to drive. That was really my only like goal. I never had any intention of going to college. No one ever spoke to me about going to college. I actually went to, I went to regular high school, but y'all, I was, I was, I was acted up. I was rebellious as a teen. I was stopped going to school, so I ended up going to an alternative high school, uh, Metro High School. Back then, Metro High School was um, half a day. I don't think it's half a day anymore. And back then, you guys, okay, so you know, I was a cigarette. I was a cigarette smoker for a lot of years. I'm too, girl, I'm too cute to be a cigarette smoker. I'd be looking at myself, well, he was really puffing those cigarettes. But I have been clean from nicotine for three years, so cold turkey. But I had smoked off and on for a young, a young person because cigarette smoke was pretty socially acceptable when I was coming up. So anyways, but you could like smoke cigarettes at school on the side. Um, <laughs> but I don't know if it's like that anymore. I think they, they're more on the traditional route. I don't really know. But I went, you know, I'm just trying to get through high school. Um, there was, and I do not remember her name, but she asked me, what are you going to do after you graduate? I was just like, uh, get a job. Keep get, keep working, because I already had a job, but I just wanted a better job, like an office job, work nine to five, and have an apartment, and have a nice car. That's all I wanted. And so someone put the vision in me to go to college. So in that, I just wanted safety so I always took care of my credit I always did the right thing because it was just fear that if you don't do those things um, you're not gonna have a place to live and so I, I think that is very like a fear base and then just expecting the bare minimum having what I wanted wasn't bare minimum everybody's dreams and goals are different but I was settling I wasn't going to reach further than my potential because I didn't know what my potential was so as me and my brother are talking about this um, scarcity situation um, my thing with money now is all my bills are paid and I have to have money in my savings account I have to have certain things in order. And also, I don't feel like I can depend on other people, but people have helped me, but I don't really like asking for help. I need to know that I can stand on my own two feet, that there is a plan B or C. Um, for example, when I moved here, I moved in with a friend, but I had certain things in place that if it didn't work out and I had to leave, it wouldn't put me in a certain situation. Like I could just go stay in a hotel. I could go get, a, I just had this, this mentality. I always had like little money on the side that I could pull from because I always just needed that security that wasn't provided for me. And along the way, I'm not even taught these things. I'm just learning as I go and learning from other people. So I'm kind of late in the game on some things. Like, for example, like I should have really been listening. I should have been putting into my 401k. I've cashed, I ain't gonna lie to you, I've cashed it out before. I mean, I'm back where I need to be. And the IRS knows. Because <laughs> I didn't 
pay the penalty on that. But I did what I needed to do. But I wish I would have contributed more. But sometimes it's hard. I needed that extra money. I needed that fifty extra $54. I really needed it. It mattered. Um, sometimes about having my own personal life insurance. I finally just said that, great, I have it through my job. But if I... Maybe knowing those things at a younger age, um, I could have had more built up. But um, it's never too late. But where does this mindset come from? And me and my brother were talking. I didn't feel safe and secure. Now, my mom did the best. She did what she could and so there's not like parent bashing here I'm just being honest that's what was going on and it had affected me as an adult to make sure my ducks are in a row and the insurer but there's a hard part to the scarcity aspect of that um I did feel like there's never enough I'm never going to get where I need to get to I'm never going to get this debt paid off um and I say to anyone, find out the root of it. It's not true. You can always change um, your course of even what you were taught. But you need to just know why. And then the honest truth is some people, everybody's journey is different. And some people get thrown some hard things at them. And it forms trauma with money sometimes if you've never had money if you were really poor once you get money you might be the opposite of me like where I'm my ducks are in a row when it comes to money um but the opposite is someone could keep on that same pattern so it's really just knowing where it comes from mine comes from not having security so I'm providing it for myself but sometimes it causes me to keep my hand, like hold my money so close and not be as giving and not even as giving to myself. Like I'm moving into a different apartment. I wanted to move into a house, but I just wasn't ready for that responsibility. You just got to know yourself. I'm not ready. In a year or two, yes, but right now. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to move into a different space. I could stay here and save money, but I can go there and save money and live somewhere a little nicer. It's nice here. I love it here, but live somewhere a little nicer. Sometimes you need a new space. Sometimes you have to treat yourself. I have grown out of the space that I'm in, but because of my, I'm comfortable here. I'm comfortable with what I pay, how everything's set up. I don't want to... It made me scared to leave because I feel secure and safe. But there's something telling me it's just time to move on. I don't know what that reason's for, but it's time to go. So that's where my scarcity, when I have to make big moves, or if I have to use my emergency fund. I don't even want to use an emergency fund, but I should be blessed that I even have an emergency fund. It is hard for people to have an emergency fund right now. So kind of just processing this and if I hope someone relates to this or whatever your story is mine stems from lack and not stability when I was younger 
but that's not my story. I've made it this far, God's provided this far, and all is well. So I would say the number one way to get out of that scarcity mindset, not number one, but a way to get out of that scarcity mindset is to really kind of talk it through with yourself of why. Why? And then look at all the good things you did and have done. And then make a list of the things that you can do better. And just know everything will be okay. So yeah, I didn't have like any big like points. I just wanted to talk about it because I was just feeling this scarcity thing where I, and I just wanted to know, you know, if anybody related to it as well. So I hope you guys are well and you're enjoying your Saturday and I love you all. If you enjoyed this conversation, please subscribe and hit the notification button. You don't want to miss another episode of Divine Honey Podcast. You can also listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. The links are in the about section and the link. I'll also put them in the comment section. Um, also, if you're interested or you know anyone that would like to be a guest or if you have topics, you guys hit me up. Bougiegirl.com. Email me. You can even just email me to say hi. You can also check me out on Instagram. It is bougiegirl underscore LLC. And then I'm on Facebook as well. Facebook and TikTok just as bougiegirl. I hope you guys have a great day. And let me know if you got anything from this or can you relate. And if you can't take anything from this because I'm kind of rambling. When you start with the why. It can usually get you to where you need to go. So you guys have a great weekend and I will see you soon. Until then, peace and blessings.